0: Well, welcome back to another episode of Gunners GM Podcast. Today, Gavin and I are going to be going over the Forest game real briefly, uh, the Crystal Palace game this morning, and just touching on um, the Fulham game coming up next week. And yeah, um, there's a bit to talk about from this morning. Um, I mean, yeah, there, there was there was plenty that happened um, regarding Tommy, obviously, and that, But um, first and foremost, I'm joined by, uh, with Gav. sorry mate, um, <laughs> how you going big fella? Yeah, good mate, how's yourself? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad, um, keen to be uh, back here, obviously um, we couldn't get together at a good time uh, last week to do the Forest game, um, but it's okay, it's okay, so we're back now.
1: Back now. It's always good to be back after three points as well. Obviously, wasn't pretty uh, towards the end of the game in that second half. But you know, sometimes you've got to get those ugly wins, and we did just that. Indeed,
0: yeah, indeed, mate. Um, yeah, it's 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 good to get those ugly wins. It, you know, you'd rather them not be ugly, but a wins a win at the end of the day, um, and you'll take that.
1: Yeah, it was uh definitely not as comfortable as that forest game, um which we can touch on a little bit obviously it's been a little while since that game, so I won't go too deep into it but uh yeah always good to get three points always makes your day a lot better um i've been on been buzzing pretty much all day because of that, so happy days,
0: yeah, yep laura came downstairs pretty much half an hour after it finished and uh she's like hmm what type of mood are you in now? (laughs) (laughs) Um, but you know, it it was, um, look, actually, okay, we'll, we'll get into that soon. Um, but we'll just go over the, uh, the forest game, uh, first and foremost. um, well, we were at the uh, the pig and whistle, joined by a lot of other Arsenal fans, uh, a lot of other English fans at the time. Obviously, England and Colombia were playing, and um, yeah, great atmosphere. Joined by a bunch of our mates. Shout out to uh, to the boys. So um, even Jono came up. He's a he's like a City supporter, so you know, good to uh, good to have him there too. But um, no, overall, it was um, it was a good game. It was, it was all right, from um, what I can remember. <laughs> yeah,
1: those uh, pints caught up pretty
0: quickly, didn't they? Yeah, indeed, mate. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was good atmosphere, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, it's always good to go there, man. Obviously, you and I have been there a few times now, um, and I enjoy it pretty much. I'll oh, probably enjoy it more pretty much every single time I go there, Um uh, I can't remember if I was with you, but I ended up speaking to a few of the lads that were there that were Arsenal fans and a few of them follow the page or have at least, you know, seen our content as well. Um, so you know, got to yarning to them about that, which is sick. Um, can't remember your name. Uh I <laughs> can't remember your names. <laughs> but um yeah, as I said, we had quite a few beers, so memory's a little bit hazy, but uh yeah, no, it was a really good night. Um yeah, it's always good. How many people? You reckon there were probably 150, somewhere around that? Um, Arsenal yeah. Fans. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's always a great night there. Shout out Pig & Whistle. Um, if you're in the Brizzy area, you need to go there and watch Arsenal play as much as you can. Yeah, bloody oath.
0: Especially uh, derby time. Correct, um, yes. When we, like you and I um, and Joshy, a good mate, uh, went to the derby game at the Pig & Whistle, that was fucking fire. That was awesome. Absolutely awesome.
1: Yeah, it was it was fucking huge, wasn't it? And there was probably three Spurs fans there. Um, ratio was ridiculous. It was, uh, yeah, it was a really really good night. Um, same with this, you know, opening season where we watched Forest. Um, obviously, you know, two one could have been a lot better the scoreline, but you know, same same thing though. It's just good to grind out those wins, even if you can't put those, for lack of a better word, lesser teams to bed, put them to the sword. Um, You know, three points is three points. Um, But, yeah, no, it was a sick night. Really, really enjoyable night.
0: Yeah, absolutely it was. Um, Meeting – oh, it was was nice to uh, meet another – yeah, he he went for Arsenal. Um, This uh, fellow from Scotland, Scott his name was, funnily enough, uh, we – Obviously, you know, fucking few pints under, we're uh, sharing our emotions of of you know how we felt towards England together. That was, uh, you know, that was a great time actually. Yeah, shout out to him. Um, yeah, you and him were bloody best
1: buds <laughs> for a good hour or two there. Well, look, I mean, fuck England, uh, yeah. fuck Piers <laughs> Morgan, <laughs> <laughs> fuck
0: Johnny Beardsley, fuck the ashes, yeah. <laughs> it was uh it was a good time um (laughs) anyway so um look going going to the pick and whistle actually was probably the first thing i remember um you know we're all in the uh in the uber and the team teams were announced and uh we all questioned obviously thomas party playing it right back um again being a bit drunk we're all obviously kind of like what the fuck's going on um but, you know, I think you made some sort of sense out of it. And I was like, oh, no, that, that makes sense now, actually.
1: Um, yeah, I sort of had to put the train back on the track there. There's half a dozen blokes in the Uber going, what the fuck's this? What, 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 what? And I'm like, look, it's Arteta. Just trust him. Tommy, uh, party's <laughs> going to be tucking in a lot. He's barely going to be at right back. Ben White's at right centre back for a reason. He's going to be playing at right back for the most part. Um, and it did work against Forrest. Um, There's a few times where, you know, party was caught out, um, particularly with – oh, jeez, I can't remember. Yeah, Langer, that was his name. Thank you. Um, Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) particularly there. Obviously, party's not the quickest, especially after playing a full 85 minutes or whatever it was when a Langer had set that goal up. Um, But, yeah, no, for the most part it works, especially with those teams that are – you can almost guarantee before the game kicks off that they're going to be playing in a low block against us, which I think is going to be a lot of teams this year, personally. Yeah. It just gives us a bit more depth going forward. And particularly when we had timber fit, um, we had plenty of depth if we had just three at the back. Um, I still think we do now to a degree. Obviously, just a little bit less quality there without timber now, which is um, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, no, I, th- I know what you mean, though. That was one of the things I definitely remember too. It was definitely <laughs> panic stations in the Uber, that's for sure.
0: I just think it was very unexpected considering, you know, the signings. Like we we waited, you know, what, three months? Three months to see the first Arsenal game back. And then to see that, like, uh, you know, obviously in a lot of shock, that's all. Um, but it seems to me that, you know after this morning's game as well, which we'll get to soon. Um, he doesn't really have any confidence in uh, any of our backs playing that inverted role, hence why party mm-hmm. went to right back. And then, you know, um, you know, at the left back, it was uh, Timber playing for 50 minutes, tucking in, and um, yeah, that made sense, that made sense, and. To be fair, I, I, you know, again, like you just said, you trust our setter, and um, and it showed that um, you know that it worked, I guess. And it was it was for me as well very interesting to see uh, how Declan Rice and Habits would play together as well. Um, this morning, we got a bit of, bit of a a bit better uh, of an insight to that, and um, especially Rice, fuck, it was so good this morning. Um, yeah, so no, it was it was very interesting to see party your right back, but it ended up working out well. Um, like you just said, most teams will come up against this year will just park the bus. I mean, just looking at the stats now from that game, um, we had seventy eight point three percent possession, um, you know, seven shots on target, fifteen shots all together. Um, so they're two on target and and six all together. Like we fucking killed them. Um, mm. In the passes, you know, stats aren't everything, but they're also good to reflect back on and um, see how the game kind of went. Um, but, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, yeah, so look, we we definitely should have put that game to bed, just like this morning. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. So they scored in the 82nd minute. So, like, the, the worst thing about that result is is just not oh, Tim getting injured obviously, number one. Number two, not keeping a clean sheet really.
1: Yeah, and you can guarantee that rubbed uh Aaron Ramsdale the wrong I would say Aaron Ramsey then. Aaron Ramsdale the wrong way too. <laughs> he he fucking hates conceding. He can see it every time. Yeah, exactly now.
0: Uh yeah, exactly right. So um especially now that uh you know David Rye is knocking on the door really so it's um he's gonna want to keep his clean sheets. I mean, clean sheets. Goalkeepers, defenders are just as good as scoring a goal or a hat trick. It's as simple as that. Um, that's what he wants to do every game. It's obvious, but some people don't really think about it like that, I guess. So, um, yeah, no, it's all right. And um, talking about goalkeepers, it was interesting to obviously see Matt Turner in
1: the other net. Yeah, I think he did. Pretty reasonable, all things considered. I thought he had a pretty good game. Um, one thing that kind of annoyed me from what I remember, he actually looked quite assured with the ball at his feet. Um, he looked <laughs> confident for the most part. And there, was a, there was probably like three or four moments where that happened during that game with Forrest where he just looked quite composed. And I was like, where the fuck was this the whole time you were with us? Like, it was just... <laughs> Yeah, um, but yeah. Anyway, shout out to him. He had he had a quite a good game. Um, there was he could have had three duplicates of Matt Turner and goal. He's not stopping Saka's goal. No chance. Um, yeah, and then Eddie's goal. He probably a little bit unlucky with the deflection on the way through. Um, but yeah, no, no, he was all right. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, there, really, there was not much he could have done for the, both the goals. Um, he did make a handful of good saves as well. So. Maybe not a handful, maybe one or two, but yeah.
0: Again, it was uh, over a week ago now, so it's a little rusty.
1: Yeah, correct, correct. It's, um, yeah, yeah no. start, started started the season off on the right foot and carried that over to this morning's game as well, which is always good to start building that momentum early and you know, beating the teams that you're expected to beat
0: yeah exactly right. Um, which I guess we can probably start talking about now uh, about the Palace game from this morning. So obviously we don't really have a great record at Palace. Um, you know last year was was probably it was great to get that game knocked out uh, early Well it was the first round, wasn't it actually?
1: Yeah, correct yep. yeah.
0: yeah, um, to get that out and uh, out of the way. It um, in the past has been our Achilles' heel, really. So this morning to come back, and obviously as the game went on, obviously Tommy Yasu got the red card, and then it was like, oh fuck, here we go again. Pre, you know, twenty twenty two kind of thing. Um, shit in the bed, but no, the boys overall did really well, hanging on. Um, yeah, I guess we won't get too far into it. Um, first. Yeah, I want to talk about Declan Rice, mate.
1: How fucking good is he? Fucking sensational. And then um, in one of our group chats, one of the boys, you know, talking about that penalty later on in the game, that penalty shout, and like, oh, when they skip past the $100 million man, taking the mick out of him a little bit. And I'm like, <laughs> you've clearly just watched a three-minute highlight package. He was the best on the park, and it was not close. Um, yeah, not even close. That was sort of the first time we'd seen him um, in that six role, m- more so um, for like the, for the majority of the game rather, um, where he was sort of like that lone lone six. Um, and yeah, got himself a man of the match out of it. He was barely put a foot wrong. Um, I don't know if you'd agree, but with that penalty shout, I, there's fucking nothing in it for me when as they went down. Um, yeah, north but, of me, uh, mate. Yeah, not not at all. Um, but yeah, no, nah, De- Declan was great, man. He's acclimatizing way quicker than I thought he would. Um, you might be in the same boat there. I'm not too sure, um, but yeah, no, nah, he's literally like a duck to water. Like he hasn't really missed a beat at all. Um, he's looking better each game, and he's only going to go up from here.
0: Yeah, um, my actually most. Uh, impressive moment from him. Um, it's just my personal opinion it was actually that penalty call. So, you know, for a long time we had obviously um, likes of El Nani, Jaka, uh, party here and there when he wasn't injured um, in that same position. You know, if someone like Eze would beat them, they would make a stupid decision and you know put the foot out or. Know, try to go for the tackle and it would always end up in a penalty and then boom, there goes the fucking game. There goes the lead. Um whereas this morning actually Declan Rice did get beat. And credit to him. This is where his decision making makes him a fucking hundred million dollar man. He just kinda of lets him go. But not like a you know just lets him go and have a free shot on goal kind of thing. It was like a you know, he defended him but didn't make anything out of it. And it's that decision-making to me that is so fucking vital to a team um, and he brings that, you know, uh, left, right and centre kind of thing. Um, yeah, it, it was It was actually, it was so good to see the replay over and over again. Not because of, I mean, party kind of fucked up. Um, I know like, you should, de- like, you need to defend that, but in that instance, most of the time, I mean, it nearly led to a penalty. Um, it well and truly could have led to a penalty but didn't and um yeah don't get me wrong there was other um great moments from Declan Rice this morning um it's 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 just the same old it's the thankless shit that makes him a good DM and um yeah he will never I think I said it in our gunners chat like he will never score assist goals but fuck me he's you know his his clearances, his positioning, his yeah decision making, most importantly, uh, was so good. And it, it like he still has to you know kind of prove himself against the likes of a city, um or now in the Champions League as well, uh, which I I have you know all faith that he can. But I thought he was yeah I thought he was fantastic this morning, mate.
1: I think you hit the nail on the head there when you said the thankless shit that he gets through, the thankless work. That's what what makes a six, you know, elite and really, really good. Like, you're not (laughs) going to notice them doing their job unless you're actively watching them. Um, It's like, you know, Bus gets someone like that. Like, you know, you might not think they're doing a lot, but if you sit there and actively watch what they do, The communication, the body shape, the checks, the way they orchestrate things from that, you know, holding midfield role, it's vital. Every every great team has a good, good, good six. Um, Even like recently, look back to you know Chelsea with Kanté, you know City with Rodri, guys like this. You need need someone there that can do that, Um, and we've had that to a degree with party for a little while when he has been fit. Um, But, you know, I think we've massive upgrade in terms of getting Declan in there into that role and getting him used to it because that's going to be his spot for quite some time.
0: Yeah, absolutely, mate. Um, 24 years old, so excuse me, just a bit of a tickle in the throat. Um, Yeah, 24 years old. I doubt he'll leave, um, you know, maybe. I doubt he won't leave before he's 30, that's for sure um but you know yeah he he's going to be our six for a long time and the longer he's in that position under arteta for arsenal the better for us the better for him um better for the club so yeah no it's 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 great signing um you know i think we've banged on about it um in the last week or two but it, it's just so he's yeah and like, obviously, funnily enough, going back a few years, like we, we kind of wrote him off as being so overrated, and you know, didn't really want to bring it up, but we are talking about it now. <laughs> 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 um, but no, I I do, yeah. No, he, he was he was awesome this morning. Um, again, he's got to do it against the likes of you know your KDBs, Phil Foden's. Um, so we'll see how it goes when that time comes around. Um,
1: Coming up against KDB won't happen anytime soon, thankfully.
0: No, no, that's that's a good point, actually. Um, I, I, you know, as a football fan, it hurts a lot, actually, because I, I, I genuinely, genuinely love watching him play. He's so fucking good. As an Arsenal fan, though, stoked over the
1: fucking moon. <laughs> yeah, you'd never wish an injury on anyone, but thank the good Lord that he's out for four or five months
0: yeah is it four to five months holy apparently, shit yeah.
1: apparently and don't you know do your own research on that one but i'm pretty sure that's about right
0: yeah okay okay fucking christ i mean it does seem fair you know we lose timber they lose kdb <laughs> <So>. even
1: trade <tried.
0: laughs> timbers probably a bit better <laughs> uh, but um now look uh Yeah, it's pretty much all I wanted to to talk about on rice. I I actually believe I think, as the game ended, I was like, "He deserves man the match, but he won't get it because he's a DM." Um, Sure enough, he got it anyway, which is good. Uh, No, it's like a big thing, but you know,
1: it's 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 big for him though. That's his, you know, second game in a brand new team. That you know is pushing to win a league title as opposed to being at West Ham for, you know, little, little awards like that are going to add up for him as well. Um, yeah. yeah. I'm, sure, I'm sure he really appreciates it. Um, obviously, it's not one of the bigger individual awards you can get, like, you know, Player of the Month or Player of the Year or anything like that. But, you know, I'm sure he appreciates it. He'll get there. He'll get there. One day. One day. <laughs> yeah. Um.
0: Alright, is that all you want to talk about with uh Declan?
1: Yeah, with Deck, I think yeah, it sorta of, you know, I think we sort of hit the nail on the head there, man. He was best on park by some distance. Um and you know, that shows with the man of the match as well. Um, you know, there's a few other guys that had really, really good games, but I don't think anyone impacted the way he did anyway. Yeah, no,
0: you're probably probably right there. Um all right. Well, I wanted to get your thoughts and opinions on Eddie and Kedia. Um, uh, oh, yeah, you're you right, go. mate. You go first. No, you're right. You're right.
1: Okay. I was yeah. I was just gonna <laughs> just gonna say it's a little bit of a broken record. Um, I'll start by saying I do really rate Eddie. Um, in a lot of the things he does. Um, but. Something that does get echoed quite a lot is maybe his decision-making a little bit um, in the final third and his finishing. Um, He had one really good chance, which I thought he did incredibly well to go as close as he did, whereas off balance quite a lot and hit it on his left and it came off the post and went out. Um, I thought he did really well to even get that close, um, all things considered. Um, And then, you know, we'll move on to the moment that's bugging you, myself, and quite, of other, quite a lot of other fans, I would imagine, um, that through ball and then where he tried to dink it over the keeper, um, just, you know, the wrong decision, really. Um, if you, you know, and they sort of broke it down at half-time, a lot of Eddie's chances and um, dissected it and analysed it, Um as much as Michael Owen's a fucking idiot, he knows how to score <laughs> a goal and can read that aspect of the game quite well, obviously. Um, if yeah, if you slow down that particular chance with Eddie, he's before he even gets the ball, he's got his head up and he's looking square for that pass. And then somewhere in that half a second, he changes his mind and goes to shoot, which is fine. You're a striker. Um, I've always believed you should be to a degree, selfish as a striker. Um, But going for the dink there, the little cute little chip over the top was just – it wasn't the play at all. Um, The keeper's rushed out. His legs are open. You could, you know, toe poke it through him, just, you know, pass it around him literally or just put your fucking laces through it and get it on target, get the thing on target if you're not going to square the ball, Um, and he didn't manage that. Um, I thought – you know, outside of little things like that. He had a pretty reasonable game. He had a quite a good work rate, um, did all that thankless shit that we all appreciate. Um, but, yeah, just just little things like that. He he misses the market here and there.
0: Yeah, I don't believe he had a bad game by any means. And I think he just uh, hit the nail on the head there with, uh, with um, you know, his work rate. It was definitely there and... Um, I love to say that from strikers. Uh, I, I think it's very undervalued, especially in um you know, today's game. Like it's, and you know, it's a theme of of Arsenal and this team under Arteta, where everyone's it's not just like you know the back six or whatever working their asses off. It's the whole team, and Eddie does he does bring that to the team, and I I do I love that, and I appreciate that from him as well, but. For yeah, for me, it like yeah, you're a striker, mate. Like, I, I think he needs to be putting at least one of those opportunities away from this morning. Um, like, he's he's 24 years old now. I'm pretty sure he's 24. Yeah, roughly. Yeah. Last season, obviously, there was a period there we had a lot of opportunities. Um, <clears throat> obviously, with Gabriel Jesus being out for so long. It was really his opportunity to, you know, grab that position and hold it. And, you know, I get, it's only been a couple of games. Like, granted, Ducky scored last week against Forest. Um, but I think he needs to to be more clinical. It's not like he's a 17, 18-year-old anymore. Like, he's 24. He's, you know, well and truly into this team. And, yeah, I think he needs to be bearing at least one of those... Opportunities the the one where the goalkeeper can like with um Sam Johnston, I think his name is, I'm not too sure now. Um, it came out, and um, yes, he's Sam jo- Johnston. Um, he needs to be bearing that. Like, it, it, it's I, I like make the comparisons to Trossard because I think obviously Trossard's the man that you know everyone's been questioning whether he's going to start or not. Um, you know. A lot of fans have been like, you know, he should be starting. I believe he should be starting personally. That's nothing against Eddie. I just think he's better at these. Uh, ob- I think he's he's more clinical than Eddie, um, in my opinion. So, and at the end of the day, like that's what your striker does. He needs to be banging in goals. Like he needs to have that good conversion rate. And um, I I just don't know. Like with Ed, with Eddie, is you know like. How how many opportunities now is he gonna is he gonna get like yeah I I, I don't know I'm, I'm really torn on this one but it's yeah I feel like I'm being harsh but I don't know I feel like he he should be expected to I a lot of Arsenal fans expected him to score at least one of those goals this morning one of those opportunities sorry but yeah I I know yeah I know you obviously. Appreciate him a lot and, um, like, so do I, but he just needs to be more clinical, man. Like, fuck.
1: Yeah, I, um, I, I entirely agree. Um, I think another comparison I'd probably make that doesn't get spoken about enough, I don't think anyway. Um, and this is not, you know, talking him down at all because I love him. Um, but you look at someone like, Gabriel Jesus, who finished with in like the top, ah, uh, the bottom five of conversion rates for forwards last year. Granted, he had, you know, quite a lot of injuries and things like that. Um, but it's, uh, it's, it's hard though, because that doesn't get spoken about by anyone. Um, him not being clinical last year um, and his doing, but he also does at a much higher level, all that stuff I like Eddie for, the the pressing and the work rate and the link-up play, getting into pockets. Eddie does that really well, but Jesus does that levels above. Um, but, yeah, just, just in terms of clinic being more clinical, I think it kind of goes across the park, I think. Um, but, yeah, it's, I don't know, it's a tough one. It's, um, we, we've got like five or six guys that could score 10 goals a year minimum um, if you know each of those guys bumps that up to sort of thirteen, fourteen goals a year, personally, I think you know we're in a really, really good spot. Um, but yeah, it's I, th- I do think we need to be more clinical across the park, really. Um, with with you know all the attacking options we do have and the talent we have up there, um, I I do I do really like Eddie, but I I'm in the same boat as you there in terms of. Wanting to see Trossard have a run there, um, if if not there, just get him on the fucking park. Give him more than you know, twenty minutes. Like even if you know Martinelli needs a needs a rest or something like that. It's yeah, I'm just itching to see Trossard get there because he does seem to be the most clinical option that we do have. I think um, but yeah, I, I don't know if you'd agree with that, but I think he's probably the most definitely looks like one of the more clinical guys we have.
0: Yeah, no, I... (coughs) Excuse me again. Fuck, throat's a bit rusty. Um, No, I believe... I Yeah, 100% believe that too, mate. Um, He was so good for Brighton. He's been so good for Brighton the last three to four years, not just last year. Um, But, you know, we got him as as a, a clinical striker. Well, uh, player that can play in many positions, including at uh, up top. And I just don't like it. What does he need to do to get a start? Hey, honestly, yeah, <laughs> um,
1: I, don't, I don't have an answer for that because he hasn't done anything wrong in my eyes. So I'm, I'm not too sure.
0: Yeah, it's he's I think personally, he's been really hard done by. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know what he needs to do. Oh, now maybe. I mean, we said this at the start of the year too. Now that Jesus Jesus is out, uh, Trossard's go in, and we you know we're all wrong. And then fucking Eddie scores a goal, and it's, you know, it seems like that's all he needs to do is just score a goal every now and then to cement his position. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. Hey, it's, it's tough. I, I would so I'd prefer to see Trossard up there.
1: Yeah, I I do too. Um, I'm trying to get away from. You know, sort of predicting lineups or analyzing it and be like, I want to see this, I want to see that because, you know, with, we're thinking about something like that. And then all of a sudden, Arteta's like, party to right back. And then your whole brain's just <laughs> like, he's fucking thinking six moves ahead of me. So I've clearly got no idea what I'm talking about. But, um, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm just, I've said this a million times to you and on the potty as well. It's just, Whatever Mikel wants to run, I'm just I'm happy to let it go. Um, the, obviously, there's a level where you know it might not be good enough. Um, say Enkedia goes on a run where he hasn't scored for four or five games. Arteta's obviously going to look to move someone else in there, but you know it's. Um, and oh. I, th- I think the other thing mm. as well is can't forget we're two game two games into the year. It's um. Still got a lot of Premier League football left, a lot of Champions League, hopefully a lot of Champions League. That is, um, cup games, you know, international breaks here and there. You know, there's going to be plenty of football for these guys that we want to see play. Um, it's probably just you know best to best for your own mental health not to get too invested in it. I think.
0: Yeah, I think uh, like what you were saying before. Just, you know, as Arsenal fans, I think we just have to believe in in what Arteta does. Um, yeah, yeah we, we don't really have any reason to doubt him and his decisions. So um, there are a few to be questions with. And, um, you yeah, know, obviously as Arsenal fans, we know best. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> I am slowly coming around to, you know, to being like that as well. But, all right, if if he wants to play, yeah, you know, X, Y, Z in these positions, just fucking trust him. So,
1: can you uh, imagine how you would feel if Unai Emery has had Kieran Tierney sat on the bench for that long and not even planned to use him? How your head would be? <laughs> yeah,
0: I. It would have been worse than when he was actually coaching. I think. <laughs> yes, correct. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's. I think that's a sign of sort of like where we're at. It's um and where Mikel's at as well. He's got the full backing of all the players and you know, f- for the most part, the fans. Um, I still see a lot of people not happy with Kai Havertz playing in his role where he's currently at. Um, which I, I hate those chats. Yeah, I, I don't agree with it. Um, it's. Uh, yeah, I don't know it's um, and it's mainly on you know Instagram and stuff like that of someone behind a keyboard that's you know never played higher than like park football um trying to analyze it and all of this um so yeah i, I don't know, I think you know not to go too off topic, but I think you know someone like Havertz, I'm happy to see him. Lead into that role and get used to it. And it's going to take a little bit of time. He's not been perfect by any means, um, but that's a, mm. that's a brand new role for him. He's been, you know, sat up top for two years at Chelsea with spastics trying to pass him the ball and just hoping <laughs> for the best. Like it's he's in, he's in a brand new system under an actual coach where they're trying to play actual football after two years of just wandering around up top and hoping to get a header. Oh, it's, it's going to take yeah anything. he's trying to play an actual position like an actual eight, <clears> and work and defend and structure and it's going to take time it's just there's so many fans that just can't get on board with a lot of the stuff that Mikel wants to do which which I get like it can be frustrating but it, and I'm not immune to it either um, I'd love to see it, like Kieran Tierney play I would fucking love to see Emil Smith-Rowe play in that role where Kyle Haberts is playing but you know there's nothing better than watching Arsenal win and Arteta knows how to do that better than anyone. So who am I to cry about it? You know what I mean? I'd much rather see us win.
0: Yeah, exactly right, mate. Um, exactly right. It's, you know, and that's what Arsenal fans want at the end of the day and, you know, in doing so, like, we have to trust Arteta. I mean, look what, look, you know, how well we did last year. Um, <clears throat> Excuse me, mate. My fucking throat's real pain up. Yeah. Right. Um. <clears throat> yeah. No, I, I hundred percent agree with everything you just said, mate. And not to say that you know we're above park football because you know that's our bread and butter, obviously. Yes, correct, <laughs> correct. <laughs> um. But no, I actually thought I liked watching Habits play, and he he de- definitely doesn't have like the right physique for the position he's playing, he looks like a big gangly motherfucker, doesn't he? <laughs> yes he um, does. Um <laughs> got like the height of a per motor sacker but the you know like the body weight of Martin Erdegaard is <laughs> odd, odd kind of physique. But um no nah, look I, I, I enjoyed watching him play this morning actually. And yeah, you're hundred percent right. Like, he's in this new team. Uh, number one. Number two, it's it's pretty much just this new, unique formation that no one else really plays. Um, well, yeah, no no other team really does play like it. And um, it's it's not just that simple just to walk on in and, and fit right in like a jigsaw puzzle. It's just not the same. And yeah, it, it'll, it'll take a few games for him to really fulfill his potential. Again, he's not old. Like I'll, I'm not... I'm not concerned about him, like, being a flop or anything. He's going to be a good player. It's just going to take time.
1: And, you know, maybe, like, some of the criticism comes from a price tag in a situation with, like, Kai Havertz. Um, obviously, 70 million quid's a lot of money, sure. Um, to, you know, average Joe, it's a shitload of money. It's unthinkable money, but it's football now that you got to pay big big money to get these guys you want that you think could fit. Um, and we've we've got habits for a long time. Say, you know, we fast forward 4 years, 70 million might look like a steal. Yeah, no, exactly right.
0: And I think yeah, I think it will look like a steal give 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 it like you know, a season, maybe probably 2 to 3 seasons and I think it will look like an absolute bargain. But uh Obviously, time alone tell that.
1: I guess. Like even you know, just it, the market just changes so so quickly. I remember initially when West Ham had said a hundred million for Declan Rice, I'm tearing my hair out. I'm having panic attacks. I'm like, holy fuck, that is ridiculous. And you know, you fast forward a month and Chelsea buy Casado for a hundred and fifteen, <clears throat> who's had one season in the Premier League. <laughs> And then you compare that 100 mil to Declan Rice and you're like, fuck, that's a great deal. That is a great, great deal.
0: Yeah, exactly right. And um, I saw a stat. It wasn't a stat. It was more of a fact um, the other day comparing Caicedo. So obviously he was 150 mil in 2023. 2009, United bought uh, Ronaldo for 80 mil. It's like, holy Good fucking Lord. If, If that's not like a... Um, you know, if if that's not something to go by, I don't know what does. Like in terms of inflation of of players, yeah, just like,
1: the, yeah, just the sign of the times. Hey, it's ridiculous money, fucking
0: unbelievable. Eighty, I think it was eighty, I'm pretty sure it was eighty mil for Ronaldo. Yeah, eighty million dollars for the best player, one of the two best players, sorry, in the world at that time. How fucking crazy is that? Imagine what you know. I'd arguably say like yeah, probably Kylian Mbappe would be the
1: best player in the world now. Certainly, he'd be the most valuable. Yeah, by far, by far. So,
0: I can, you know, I guess only the Saudis can really afford him. Um,
1: well, they can't even yeah. afford him. You look at the package they offered him, and he said, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, no thanks."
0: I know, right? It was for one season too. Good grief. Anyway, um. Not to get off a little bit, uh, yeah. There.
1: Um, um, I think I think that was but, a nice little um segue though, because like my, well, probably three of my standouts were, well, th- three sorry, word that horrifically three three plays that I watched the most that game just purely just to see how they got on. Um, was Declan and Clyde Haberts actively watching those two. Um, And probably the third one, just to see how he's recovering after his back injury being out for two-plus months last year, was Saliba. I was just really interested to see how he's progressing and looking fitness-wise and confidence-wise. And he was just a fucking gem today. He was so, so good. Yeah, he's pretty much picked up right where he left off, hasn't he? Yeah, and I'll... can't lie, I had a little bit of a concern about that. I'm like, okay, it might take him some time. He had quite a quite a long break um, from playing football with Arsenal. Um, so yeah, he he was fucking sensational once again.
0: Honestly, man, he is so fucking good, so undervalued as a player. Like I I, I just I, th- I still think fans and critics out there, pundits, whoever under-appreciate how fucking good he is. I think he's just starting to get some proper recognition. Last season it was light and day for us because we obviously we watch him week in, week out, but for a lot of, you know, it was like, oh like, you know, the comparisons to Van Dyke were getting thrown around. And I was like fucking absolutely like, you know, it's warranted, but because of his age and his inexperience, everyone, you know, talked him down. But I think this year, um you know, touch wood that he's fully fit, I think, yeah, he'll uh, he'll be up there one of the best in the world for sure.
1: It's funny and, like, we're not immune to this either, but, you know, whenever there is a player that is really, really good and seems like they have a lot of potential, a lot of people from, you know, rival fans or pundits or whatever will look for the slightest little mistake they make and just make a headline out of that. Um which happened a little bit with Saliba last year, a little bit, not much. Um, but, you know, someone who's really, really great. And then when you start having those comparisons with someone like Virgil, who's been at the top of their game for a handful of years now, um, yeah, people are always going to look for those little mistakes and be like, oh, he's not good, he's not good. And then, you know, they're looking at such a small sample size, like a five-second piece out of a 95-minute game and be like, oh, he fucked up there. It's like, yeah, but what about the other 90 minutes where no one touched him?
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah,
1: again, excuse me. Yeah, there's always going to be those people out there that just
0: fucking, you know, take all the negative shit and um, roast them for that. So fuck those guys. But um, no, he, he was fantastic this morning. Again, two games in. Yeah, it doesn't seem like his his back issues really uh, concerned him at all. The last couple of games, so that's good, positive signs. Um, yeah, overall, it was, I think it was an excellent performance from Sleeper. Kept a clean sheet
1: too, which is good. Yes, correct. Yeah, um, and even like just speaking on errors, he did, you know, lose the ball at one stage there and track back and made a great tackle. Great tackle in the box. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you recall that one. Um, Yeah. When I I watched that live, um, because I'm getting ready for work, because it was quite early in the morning here, um, I'd sort of had it on in the background and saw the tackle out of the corner of my eye and I'm like, fuck, that's a pen, 100%, 100% that's a penalty. And then obviously the replay came back on. It was just inch, inch perfect.
0: Literally inch perfect. It couldn't have been better, really. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, mate. This is fucked. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, he, it was inch perfect. Any missed time tackle there was obviously a pen every day of the week, but no, he was solid as... It, again, it comes down to decision-making, which makes a player good or really fucking good. And, um, you yeah, know, we saw that from sleep and obviously Rice... Mm-hmm. Uh, this morning for sure, but um, yeah. Dude yeah? Anything else on Saliba, mate?
1: No, not overly, man. Um, I think yeah. I th- I just wanted to touch on those few guys I thought were a bit of a standout. Obviously, you know, Odegaard and Saka, you know, sort of broken record there. They're great. Always, <laughs> um, very rarely have a poor game. Um, Martin was great again this morning. Obviously could probably touch on the penalty if you want
0: um, yeah uh, i I backed the decision to to give Marty the uh the penalty um not because of uh, Saka's record God know he missed one uh, in the penalty shootout wasn't it I think.
1: His most Uh, recent one? I cannot remember. I feel like he missed one in the pre season. I couldn't tell you when or where.
0: Yeah. And I think, I don't think it had anything to do with that. I I do, I just believe Martin was um, more confident and, yeah, clearly clearly showed as well. So, um, yeah, I I definitely thought it was a a pen for sure. Um, Yeah. Obviously, the commentators. We were on the nail. It didn't matter where Eddie touched it, as long as he got there first, and he did. Um, yeah, credit to Eddie actually. And that I didn't really talk about that earlier, um, just kind of roasting him. But <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it was it was good to get in that position. If it got called back though, I wouldn't have been surprised. Um, just because of how things go and how inconsistent VAR is and all that shit, um, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking V A R. But um anyway, uh no, I thought, yeah, it's good yeah, good pen. Definitely definitely was a pen. Um yeah, do you have any thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, just just in terms of you know, obviously bakaya has been our penalty taker for a little while now. Um and after you know the dust had settled and it was confirmed that it was gonna be a penalty kick. Um obviously Bakaya had the ball in his hands and then passed it off to Odegaard. Imagine, what did, what did you say their keeper's name was? Sam something? Sam Johnson. Sam Johnson. So Sam Johnson all week, right? He's going to be thinking red hot chance they get a penalty this week. I'm going to watch Bakaya Saka's footage. I'm going to study, look where he goes, do all his homework, do all his due diligence, and then he sees Saka with the ball and then it gets passed away to Odegaard. you would be fucking tearing your hair out. <laughs>
0: A waste of time. A waste of time. Yeah,
1: correct. Um, yeah. So I, I don't think it's a bad tactic in that sense too because, you know, as I said, Sack has been taking penalties for us for quite a while now. Um, so to, you know, he would have been shocked. I was certainly shocked that Bakaya wasn't taking it. Um As soon as the tackle went in, I said in our Gunners group chat, come on, Bakaya, let's go. Like yeah. <laughs> the second it happened and then and then obviously the ball got handed over and I think I said something to the effect of I don't give a fuck who takes it, just score. <laughs> um but yeah. yeah, no, it was great result. Great as you said, not good work from Eddie as well. Um probably didn't get the credit he deserved on that one. Um but yeah, no, it was good good for Martin to get his season off to a good start with a goal as well. Um that was his first penalty for us, too. Obviously, he scored 14 or 15 goals for us last year. Um, broke the record for midfielder goals in the Prem without a penalty kick as well. Um, so, yeah, good good for his confidence to get that one away as well. Yeah, definitely, mate.
0: Definitely. And uh, I guarantee it'll be, I can all go 10 10 this season. I'm, I don't know what he went last season, but I'm sure there's something above that too. So, you know, 10 goals, 10 assists from him. Yeah, be... well,
1: that's got to be par. Yeah, yeah,
0: correct. Yeah, um, yeah. so now, yeah, I mean, is like fucking watching him is a pleasure, hey. Got me it's... thinking um, that chat we had with Andy last uh, last week, the comparisons to Urzu. I I understand that Urza was this uh, – he, he was – a magician, and you know, that's pretty much the only way you can describe him. He was magical with the ball, seriously. But Martin is hard oh, I, I don't know how to describe him, but fuck he's so good to watch. Just
1: he's is enigma, energy, the, like, enigma the right word? Is that the correct word? Maybe, maybe I feel like that's a good word. Need- Let me, I don't know. <laughs> do yeah. that. Hang on. <laughs>
0: His, but yes, I know work, what you mean. I, I just, it, it's just unreal. It, it's so good to watch him and I love watching him week in, week out.
1: Great uh, vocabulary for me. A person or thing that is mysterious or difficult to understand. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. like, man, like he's, uh, and I've had this chat with you several, several times, especially at the time where we had him on loan. Um, I didn't want to talk him up. I was like, this is going to be a player I'm going to fall in love with and then he's going to go back to Real Madrid, kill it, we'll never see him again. And then to get him for like 30 million pounds or whatever fucking stupid price it was is one probably the best bit of business we've done in the Emirates era, I think.
0: Oh, by far. Oh. Yeah, along with um, Martinelli like for sure.
1: Yeah, there's like Martinelli's, like we got Urzel really cheaply, you know, Sanchez, guys like these, but like in terms of like value for money and you know, we're currently oh. currently now, um, um what am I looking for? Trying to extend Odegaard's contract as well. Um, so you know, if we can get him for another like five years or something, like that is fucking ridiculous yeah
0: him being our camp for the next five or you know six years or whatever would be fucking amazing would be sensational and i I think it will stay for sure. He clearly loves the club he wouldn't really have any reason to leave. um
1: where's he going to go Real Madrid who didn't want him?
0: yeah exactly and um I mean where else you know would would you really want to go? like there's nowhere in Italy that would be up to our level um no no way. Um, Maybe, maybe like a PSG, what? you know. The, really, the only one that concerns me the most would be City, I guess. But
1: why would he ever, ever, ever go there?
0: Exactly, yeah, you know, exactly right. So, no, nah, he'll um, he'll he'll be around for a while, long time, long
1: time. Yeah, he's just, yeah, it's hard, it's hard to describe him, man. Um, but yeah, like with that Özil and him comparison, they're just two entirely different guys, I think. Ozil was elite at what he did and Odegaard seems to be elite at like what Ozil did and three or four other things. Um, I, think, I think his work rate is probably the big one for me and you can pound that with his talent and skills going forward um, and his vision and it's just, you know, he's dribbling his fucking next, next, next level. Mm. Um, yeah, and he's he's a leader now too. Um, who would have thought that, you know, when he came in on loan, that he'd be our captain and, you know, so far been one of our best captains for quite a while.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely has been. And um, I mean, you know, the bar was set relatively low for quite some time, but I know what you mean. Um, it was almost like a curse yeah. there for a little while with the armband. Good grief. I think it was a curse, mate. <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, not that I really want to talk about that, no, but, no, uh, no.
1: <laughs> happy um... vibes, mate. Not going back down that rabbit hole.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I want to sleep tonight, please. <laughs> um, no, nah, I, yeah, he, he's sensational, mate. His work ethic is, is sensational and his te- technical ability is unreal. And, um, Mixing them two together is just – it's an, it's just a pleasure to watch really. Like I, th- I think he's that fucking good. Uh, I'll, have, um, yeah.
1: I'll have some moments with him and Bakayo where just because I'm so used to them standing out for us for so long, they kind of almost, uh, I don't know, like fade away if you know what I mean. I'm just so used to them being so, so, so good. I just don't really pay attention to it. And then I'll have like random moments in a game like where I'm just Zoned in on Odegaard, for example. I'm like, holy fuck, he is good. Like, mm. yeah, it's it's funny.
0: It is, yeah, yeah. But um, again, a pleasure to watch, and I'm very grateful that yeah, he plays for Arsenal Football Club. It's not many other cams I'd want out there.
1: Thirty million pounds, Makar.
0: Thirty million pounds. Fuck, that's awesome. Awesome really, business. L- just,
1: l- just play a game with me, right? Someone wants to mm. buy him. How much? Would you have to say say your in One hundred and fifty—that's lowball, I think. You reckon? Caicedo was one fifteen. True. <laughs> He's played one fucking season in the prem.
0: So the funny thing is, I, I believe now, um, look, I'll probably get proven wrong in the next couple of years, but because we're in the, in these trip figures now, uh, I believe that the price is is going to plateau a little bit. In terms of like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, it just seems like a fucking obscene amount of money to be spent on players. Doesn't seem
1: sustainable, hey?
0: Nah, hundred percent. And I think once you have a player that gets over that, because he's is well and truly worth over hundred mil. Yeah, I, like yeah. Anyway, um, once you get into that bracket, I do believe that. Like, you're just not going to leave where you are as long as they keep offering you, you know, decent contracts and whatever. But, like, I I, I really don't like your sack. I don't think sack will. Like, and if he does, that would be for a fucking pretty penny as well. But, like, who's going to pay that amount, you know? It's, yeah, it, it's it's interesting the way the market's uh, developed.
1: Yeah. See, like, with someone like Bukayo, right? So, obviously, he's... You know, his very, very first years of academy football with Watford and then he came to us at a really young age, like six or seven or whatever it was, the only teams that could persuade him would be like a Real Madrid and that's a maybe, you know what I mean? Like he's at the club that he loves. He's been at it his whole life. He might want to challenge when he's like 30 and go somewhere else just for something different. But we're with like him and Odegaard, we're going to get their primes and they might want to go a little bit later just to, you know, try something new but... Even still, like with someone like Bacardi, I don't obviously you know, fingers crossed. I don't think he'd ever leave. Like, why would I don't he?
0: think so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he, his loyalties are with Arsenal, and it's very clear that that's the case. Um, the only, the only kind of you know scenario that he would leave is yeah, twenty eight, twenty nine, and yeah, he wants to try something different, or he gets a fucking. Big dick contract. That's that's all I can think of, but I doubt that'll happen anyway. Yep, he's still yeah. only like, what, 21? Yeah, correct. 22. she's so born 2001. Jesus um, Christ. I know, right? That's obscene, hey? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I've got a funny fact I'll tell you as well after um, the potty too. Just <laughs> right. remind don't, me.
1: Don't want to hit me with it now.
0: No, it's not really relevant, but <laughs> okay, you'll love it though. <laughs> <It> sounds good. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, now going back to that. Yeah. No, I, I, I believe. Like, yeah, Martin's going to be around for a, quite a long time. Quite a long good. time. Um, in terms of um, players uh, or money for value uh brings us into our next uh, kind of play I want to talk about, touch on, is uh, Martinelli. Um, mm-hmm. Got to talk about it. And obviously, we talked about it just before. Um, I mean, you mentioned it literally as it, ha- uh, as it was happening this morning. Um, he just needs to get the ball more, doesn't he? Like, it's as simple as that. He's in fucking mountains of space. He's in opens like opens the spaces like like it's just wild how we can't get the ball what the fuck is going on like
1: do they just sure you and everyone else in that arsenal group chat is sick of me complaining about it regularly um if not every game every other game but exactly that um i've been saying it for you know probably two full seasons now it just like I, I get it, I get why, and I'm happy for it to be, you know, us to be dominant on the right-hand side, I'm happy for that. But at halftime, the splits of attacking, like in terms of, so you got the left third, the middle third, and the right third of the pitch, it was 59% on the right and then like I think it was like 15 to 20% of attacking players on the left and then the rest through the middle and the right it's just, it's not enough and there's half a dozen times where martinelli's in as you said acres of fucking space no one around him screaming for the ball and when he doesn't get the ball he's got his hands on his head he's throwing his hands in there he's like what the fuck like get me the ball
0: and deservingly so as well like if, if he creates this it's like so much space i just don't understand and um he had a few opportunities where he did get the ball and he fucking tore them to shreds. they right back who was Joel Ward, I think. Um, yeah, Ward. Yeah, yeah correct. Joel Ward. He left him for dead. Like, come on. And I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. Just, don't just to go
1: like full circle back to the start of the podcast where we're talking about, you know, clinical finishes and, you know, players that are exciting in the box. Here's the fucking definition of that, Martinelli like you, yeah, you look at 100%. you look at what he produced against Forrest. He, he barely got the ball that game got two mm. or three runs and then look what he did with that assist on that assist to Yeah exactly and
0: um still just don't want to go down that or well, his side um he's a born striker like he's he loves getting in behind he loves creating chances he loves creating space it's why we have him it's why he starts like i i yeah it just baffles me That's probably like. Two games in it, and we're already talking about this,
1: you know? Oh, it's been winding me up for fucking years, Mako. It's fucked. Um, (laughs) But yeah, just again to circle back, like where I said, you know, trust Arteta, trust the process, go along with it. That's one thing I can't push down. I fucking can't. Like, it does my head in.
0: Yeah, I agree, mate. And um, I don't know what Arteta's telling him. and it's not to say, that obviously, you know, either way we go down. However we play is fucking phenomenal, but it just baffles me that he doesn't get more opportunities.
1: Yeah, and I feel like a little bit ungrateful complaining about it because, you know, I've watched fucking Pepe and guys like... not Pe- Pepe's a bit harsh, sorry. You, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like a Willian, for example. Like, I've watched guys like that run up the wing for the last handful of years. And now yeah. they've got... And we actually play good, proper, fucking exciting football. Some of the best in England. And I can't like be ungrateful for that. But like, it's just such a glaring fucking area where I think we can get another, even if it's another five, six goals throughout the year, just by utilising that a little bit more, a little bit more. Like, bring that you know twenty percent usage rate up and a half, up to twenty five, thirty percent. Just get that as extra chances out there, because it's obvious that we're going to go to soccer very obvious and we've got the quality where we can fucking have a quick switch. Martinelli's in doodle loads of space and he's quick as fuck. You can run in, get a shot, pass the ball, do whatever he wants to do.
0: Yeah, but we just don't seem to to be utilising it more, I guess. And um, and we should be utilising it more, but yeah, it's, it's something that we obviously have questioned for quite a little while. Um, Yourself more than myself. Um, But, yeah, I I don't know. Um, Hopefully, in the next few games, we see, you know, a big change in that. Um, Mm. But, you know, only time will tell, again, I guess, what happens. But, yeah, I'd hate to see him dropped as well, just because he's not getting on the score sheet or whatever. Um, Yeah, like a
1: had a look at um the one football app just before to look at some stats and stuff before he started recording and it gave him like a three point five match rating or something like that. (laughs) Martinelli. I'm like fuck right off. Fuck off. Yeah. Actually fuck off
0: yourself. Yeah. One football fuck. I haven't opened that for for ages now. Um Yeah. You know what? I actually did download the Champions League app.
1: It's
0: been a while. That wasn't too long ago. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, that was um, yeah, a moment that's Uh, for sure. Um, But yeah, three point oh, grow up, like honestly, it's um, yeah, it's ridiculous. But anyway, um, so yeah, that's all I kind of wanted to touch on with uh, Martinelli, but. Yeah, he's, he's such a fucking phenomenal player, um, but just can't get the ball enough. Hey, if yeah. he did, oh man, we, I reckon we'd be fucking,
1: like, you know, these last two games, I've probably had two or three more goals, I think. We can get another fucking half a dozen goals a year just from doing that a little bit more. And, you know, you look at how the season ended last year, it's that tight. Those six goals are fucking huge. Yeah. Yeah, it's. Definitely. Um, a, I can't because obviously it was quite some time ago, but towards maybe like the last third of last season, um, I can't remember the games and, you know, etc etc. But I remember there was like two or three games in a row where I'm saying the same thing. Martinelli's not getting the ball. Martinelli's not getting the ball. He gets subbed off. Trossard comes on. There was one game where Trossard scored his only goal about 30 seconds after he came on for Martinelli. <laughs> um I'm just like, you poor fucking dude um, But yeah, there, there was quite there was a handful of games where that happened And quite quickly got the ball out of Trossard He got an assist Or created a really good chance Or had a really good shot And it's just like, yeah. where was this for the first fucking 60 minutes? Like?
0: <laughs> I know, right? I, I remember the instance you're talking about But I forget who it was against But um, uh,
1: Yeah, I can't remember to be honest um, Some shit, I think Yeah Yep. Um, um
0: yeah yeah um okay so we we should talk about it because obviously it was a big point of the game i hate talking about it um i hate talking about referees um oh, it just gives me a fucking
1: headache thinking about it <laughs> do you want me to go um, first so you can have a breather yeah, go on. Go on. <laughs> I will um I'll start by saying one thing that I did enjoy with and it was very little, very, very little part of the game, but um I from the refereeing point of view that I enjoyed this morning, their are checks and calls happen pretty fucking quickly. Mm. Like SA's mm. penalty shout, um, our one done pretty much within, you know, a minute. Um Previous years, it's taken ages or, you know, say our penalty that we got given, they might have checked it for five, six minutes and then taken it away. It was quick. It was done. It was to check a clear, and obvious error, which is what it's there for, and it did its job. Great. Now, holy fuck, these new rules are going to (laughs) do my head in, going to do my head in with, you know, the booking for time wasting. They've changed. You can only have one coach or assistant coach in the box at all time, just a bunch of little rules that have just didn't really need fixing, I don't think. And I, if you can call it fixing, I don't know. Um, so, yeah, with Tommy, if I'm sitting on the fence, I look, the first yellow, it is what it is. Um, I think with the second one, he he knew he was on a yellow. Like He just probably needed to be a little bit more clever. I don't think he did a great deal wrong at all. Um, it was very, very soft to be sent off. Very, very soft. Um, but, you know, the coaches, the staff, the players all know these new rules with time-wasting, things like that. They probably just need to be a little bit more switched on. Um, I think we across the league, I think we're going to see a lot of soft yellows and soft, soft, soft reds for shit like this. It's just going to happen. They're the rules and everyone's got to live with it. Um, Do I agree with a lot of them? No, Um, but fuck, like, just got to get on with it, really. Um, Obviously, quite annoying and shit timing to lose Tommy the way we did, Um, you know, having to defend for quite a while. Um, Actually, um, I don't know if you recall this, but last year there was, like, weird... Whispers about Tomiyasu with match fixing and getting yellows. Don't know if you saw no, that any I didn't of that. that. No, um, it no. Was, I think it was the game we played Forest in the couple or something like that. But anyway, had a mate of mine, Ethan, goes for Chelsea. Um, who'd messaged me and said, "What's Tomiyasu match fixing again with that red card or what?" Um, and I'd <laughs> i forgot it happened to be honest. Um, so I had a good chuckle, <laughs> had a good laugh at that. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just. I don't think it's going to go anywhere um, with the new rules and shit like that. Um, very, very soft and we had to defend for a long time with 10 men because of it. Um, I said in the other group chat this morning as well, I'm like, look, it's it's going to go against us this time. to might be a game next week where it goes for us, where Fulham gets someone sent off for something similar. So, yeah, I, I, it's frustrating. But, you know, if you if I spend my whole time thinking about it, it's just going to... Drive me up the wall and make me crazy. So I'm just gonna I'm just, <laughs> yeah. just gonna roll with the punters. But yeah, very very frustrating one. What were? G- give me your thoughts.
0: <laughs> uh, look, I, I think you covered it very well, actually. Thank you. Um, moving on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, no, I. So I am, and I think most fans are more on the mindset of China led game. Go as much as they can so the referee doesn't have to get involved as much. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand when referees have to step in if it's you know a bit of a kerfuffle or whatever, there's not really that anymore in football, let's be honest. But never, um, yeah, yeah, like if it's a bad fail or whatever, 100%. But like these rules just like I, th- I believe that they, um more controlling of the game and how, how the game flow goes throughout the game. And um, I do not believe in it at all. I, I, I just don't understand where they were coming from. I'm sure that they've released statements and all that, but I couldn't be bothered to read all that bullshit. <laughs> Let's be honest, it's just fucking jerk off. But uh, if it's to protect... Uh, to <clears throat> If it's to protect the referees more, I understand. However, I don't believe that they're in a situation where they're getting like you know properly like properly abused. Um, and if that were the case, I would hundred percent understand. But like, I, I just I don't understand what like why I. it's just ruining the game. If anything, it it doesn't make it any quicker. It doesn't make it any smoother. It ruins it. But anyway, um, in terms of the the time wasting yellow card, again, it's soft, but it is, um, you know, it is the rules. And now I want to see this as a precedent for the rest of the year. I can fucking guarantee it won't, and there will be so much inconsistency. It always happens. But if they can minimize the inconsistency, I'll be happier with the decision, I guess. <laughs> um, in terms of kicking the ball away, it has got a yellow for kicking the ball away this morning. Um, you know, obviously, Tommy was time-wasting. The yellow, the second yellow card, though, I was fucking livid, obviously, along with mm. most Arsenal fans. Um, how they can pull back uh you know goals because someone may have fucking caused a small foul like, you know, moments ago, but they can't go back and check a second yellow is fucking beyond me. Tommy barely touched him and Yeah, correct. I like it was the fucking softest yellow I've ever seen. Um But again, I, I guess if they are more consistent with their calls, I can be happier or somewhat happier, I guess. <laughs> um, but I still think it was a fucking ludicrous call to give them a second. Like, to with this technology, is the purpose to, to go back and, and you know, um, recorrect these absolute howler calls. That's what VA is for. I mean, yeah, that, is that's for.
1: the way they always quote it, to stop... Clear and obvious errors. That is what VAR is there for. That's its quote unquote sole purpose. Exactly
0: right. And I believe that that yellow. I don't even like, especially when you go over some of the fouls that fucking uh, the Crystal Palace players were doing. I think Jordan Ayew was one that comes to mind in particular. Mm -hmm. Um, I think he had three or four fouls. And I mean, if if Tommy's getting a yellow for that, you pretty much can't. You can't really foul anyone at all. Um, No,
1: not at all. You end up with. 14 blokes on the pitch with both teams.
0: Exactly. Like it, it's, yeah. So, I mean, already there's inconsistency, but anyway, it, um, <laughs> it is what it is. But now, um, yeah, fuck. Moving forward, I guess uh, KT might make his appearance. Yeah,
1: maybe. <laughs> Z- Zinchenko's actually fit again. He was meant to play today. Oh, he did play yeah, today. So, uh, yeah, he did, he did. Yeah, so, yeah. you know.
0: Um, I'm more than happy to see Zinchenko, uh, come back into the team. Um, he's another player I love watching, and um, I guess with him coming back into the team, I believe probably Ben White will go back to right back, and then I think Gabriel will come back to centre back. Took the words right out of my mouth, bud. <laughs> Sorry, mate. No, 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 that's all right. Um, but and and you know, obviously that's normal for most Arsenal fans, and um. Oh, man, I'm so keen to see him link up with Habits and
1: and Declan Rice. Um, yeah, that I'm left- keen to see him just play. Yeah, well, that's true. Hopefully he can stay fit for more than a fucking month this time. Um, <laughs> fingers <laughs> crossed. Um, um, but, yeah, just, you know, as we were complaining about the left-hand side not being serviced enough, you know, with Zinchenko coming back in, I think that's... You know, going to be change. fixed. Yeah, going to be fixed to a degree. Yeah. <laughs> I, you would, one would hope so, anyway. But yeah, I, I think um, so. oh. having that back line looking a bit more traditional, I guess, for lack of a better word, compared to, like, you know, same as last year, um, might, you know, decrease some of the questions around Arteta and selections and stuff like that. Um, yeah, but yeah. Definitely. Who knows? He might go back to his normal front line and then play El Nanny up top or something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> fucking who knows?
0: We will uh, wait and see, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, the refereeing—it is what it is now. I just hope they are consistent with these calls. So that's all anyone, thats all referees need to be doing is just be consistent.
1: Um, Yeah, and I think the – like, and I understand, you know, mistakes do happen, sure. Like, players aren't perfect, absolutely. But I think the big thing that fucks me off with refs is they are not held accountable when they do make a blunder, when they make an error. They're not held accountable at all. Um, You know, Granite Jacker goes in, gets a red card. He's off for, you know, four weeks. A ref fucks up a call or multiple calls in a game or you know um, I think back to that wolves and United game first round um, you know whole penalty debacle there nothing nothing came from that and that swung a game in United's favor nothing came from it um, mm-hmm. it, it happens all the time every round it's just they they're not they're simply not held accountable and I don't get why they're immune to that it just it doesn't make sense to me I get errors happen. But yeah, there needs to be accountability. Yeah,
0: definitely. Um, and there's no point. I mean, it happened a number of times uh, times last year, where the referee would make a howler, a game changing howler, and then the next day, they'd be like, oh yeah, sorry about that. We fucked up. It's
1: like, well, yeah, it's or, too late now, isn't it? Or two weeks <laughs> later. Yeah, exactly. VAR so, officials have reviewed the footage and came to the conclusion they had made a mistake. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah. Can you give me that night sleep back that you robbed from me? That'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> oh look, it's
0: it's a part of the game now, Gab. I guess we. Uh, yeah.
1: Well, we've we've had VAR for a long time now. I'm still not used to it. Really. Was <laughs> it season after 2018 World Cup it came in? I think it was 2019 from memory. Um, yeah, let me just
0: fucking research that hang on, hang on, um, what should be like two thousand and six on re b a r calls him off <laughs> something like that um yeah, just bear with me yeah, uh, um i was twenty nineteen twenty twenty bang on the money Yeah. <laughs> Look at oh, me go! Man. Let him cook. It's felt like ten years though, hasn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> but um, anyway, it is what it is. I just hope they're consistent. It's all we ask. It's all any fan really asks. Any player asks is that the referee is consistent at both sides. But yeah, but even get in like, you know, not.
1: even in neutral games, you know, if I'm watching Sheffield and fucking Bournemouth want it to be a good game, don't want it to be spoiled by stuff like that. Um, exactly do, right. It does just make it more frustrating when, you know, it's Arsenal, obviously. Um, but, yeah. Um, did you have anything else you want to talk about the game necessarily? I think. Um, not really, mate.
0: I, I Yeah, I'm pretty impressed with the boys, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, just real quick, I was very impressed with how we defended in the last 20 minutes. Uh, more importantly, when I think, I think Zinchenko just came on and yeah, we were parking the bus, but we're, there was a few moments where we actually had the ball, and it looked like we we're playing with fucking thirteen men. And I was like, oh my god, they're knocking the ball around so well here when we're a man down. Like, good grief, these boys can play footy.
1: Um, yeah, you'd have a um, better grasp on that. I'd sort of miss like the last twenty minutes because I'd started work um, and hadn't had the chance to rewatch the last twenty. Um, which I will do after we're done recording here. But yeah, from all accounts that I've read, um, exactly as you said, defended really, really well. All things considered,
0: yeah, very well, very well. So it was great to see we didn't uh, shit the bed. There's a few opportunities. Um, I wouldn't call them clear cut opportunities. Are good opportunities for Palace to score, but didn't get to it. Um, so yeah, now come away with a win, three points, us. City and Brighton are now all on six points. So, yeah, Brighton. very interesting. Yeah, buddy, Brighton, honestly.
1: God, so good. I love Brighton.
0: Hey, yeah, so so good, and it just—it's even more impressive when you look at the caliber of players that they've lost over the last three or four years. It's last it's three, so or, four impressive, mo- last three man. or four
1: months. Look,
0: oh, they've <laughs> lost though. their midfield. <laughs> yeah, um, but I mean, you know, we bought. Uh we bought uh Ben White, sorry, I was about to say Rice, no Ben White, um three seasons ago now, two th- mm. two seasons ago. Um obviously they lost, uh, Kukarela, they've lost uh they've lost McAllister, they've lost Casado, they lost Robert Sanchez to Chelsea. Um that's just to name a few over you know, in the more recent uh yeah, months, just like you just said, like and they just keep producing these fucking nobodies that can play footy. And yeah. they play well together. It's, it's unreal. It's yeah. it's unreal. So, anyway, they're actually on top at the moment. Their goal mm, difference, is
1: difference. Yeah. How
0: good's that?
1: Yep. Unreal. Yeah. Watch them sell yeah. Matoma for fucking a hundred million six months.
0: Yeah. Watch them bring up a fucking nobody and um do the same thing. <laughs> and um, <laughs> honestly, I mean, oh, I don't know. They're um. Actually, you know what? Let's just get up there, team, real quick, just to go for a little bit off topic here, mate. Um, so they sold their goalkeeper. They have Jason Steele in there you know, in the net at the moment with Good the Lord. mitts, whoever the fuck that is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the rest of them have been around for, you know, a little bit like your Sully Marches, your know, mm. Stupendans, James Milner's playing in the back. Um, very interesting. Yeah, he's he's probably forty now. Um, He'd be be pushing it, (laughs) Danny Welbeck up top. Like, fuck me, man, this is incredible, wild, wild stuff, wild stuff. Um, look, that's all I wanted to touch on. Um, I think, yeah, I mean, I had written down that Gabrielle's not leaving. Um, yeah, we can clearly see that. Is the case after this morning comes on and gets the uh, the armband as you we were just saying before off
1: off air. Um, yeah, he's not going anywhere. Yeah, I don't know why he would. Obviously, the money, but you know, you can go there and fucking when he's thirty five, that's fine.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, but um, yeah, then we have our Fulham game upcoming, so that'll be a uh, that'll be a good one Saturday night,
1: um, twelve o'clock. So, yeah. At home as well? Yeah, at home's the big one. Um, I mean, we haven't really had any issues at Craven Cottage, but, you know, they can get a result there. So to be at home with our crowd playing on that carpet, um, you know, Zinchenko's going to be back, hopefully. Um, you know, who knows? He might start Kieran Tierney, what do I know? Um, <laughs> but, yeah, you know, pretty much a full-strength squad. Um, Gabriel Jesus isn't super, super far away. Um, But, yeah, pretty much full strength outside of that. Would he really be a shout for the bench or no? He's he's flirting with it. Um, He's been back in the gym last week. He's back training on grass this week. Um, So, you know, there'll be a little bit of match fitness and easing him back in. Um, Who knows? And Kedia might score five goals on the weekend and Jesus doesn't get a look yet.
0: (laughs) I would be happy... I'd be stoked for Eddie if he came out and scored fucking five goals. Can you imagine? My yeah, God.
1: Would love it, but Fulham aren't scrubs. So I think it's going to be a pretty close game again, to be honest. Um, Fulham are going to do a similar thing. They're going to play a very, very low block. Um, pretty so, much. You know, def- defend, defend, defend. So, you know, it's going to, it's going to be a just They just sold um,
0: uh, Mitrovic. Mitrovic to Saudi. Yeah. Pretty big loss for them. So. I wonder who they'll have up top. Oh, maybe they've been playing with someone else up top anyway.
1: I don't think he's don't been know, playing a heap. Okay, okay.
0: They had uh, uh, Jimenez, Harry Wilson,
1: and... Bobby Decore, whatever the fuck his name is.
0: Yeah, Bobby De- Cordova-Reed. That's the one. Jamaican. Decore. Yep. Fucking what am I talking about? <laughs> There's a few Decore's getting around now, actually, isn't there? Yes, correct. Um, yeah. The one for um, for who who did Decore play for before he went to Everton?
1: Watford. Um,
0: Watford. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was always the Decore I thought of, but now there's a few of them getting around. There was one for Everton uh, for Palace. Palace yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. Anyway, man, that's roughly all I wanted to talk about. We can probably talk about the um, UEFA Champions League pot. Um when the time gets a little closer. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, the teams are out and, um, you know, it's it's just like a standard um, Champions League pot. Like, you know, we're in the second pot, which is nice. Usually we're in, well, by usually I mean um, before five years ago, or whatever. Um, yeah,
1: seven, but yeah, all good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs>
0: um, usually we're in the fourth pot um or third pots so you know we should we should get like a i mean best case scenario looking at it now just to touch on it real quick um like a ben or fey they're in pot one we're in pot two mm-hmm. and then we get um i mean it doesn't really matter like a like a, a celtic or a fucking red star um anyone from italy really doesn't really worry me um or a lens, or yeah, so um, worst case would be like a um, who's up top for the uh, probably like a actually, I'll probably like a Bayern, um, uh,
1: yeah, that wouldn't be great.
0: No, that wouldn't be <laughs> Um, sorry. fucking Harry Kane coming back to score a pen, imagine. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> um, and then yeah, AC Milan's in pot three, but. Yeah, you know, I don't really think much of them. Um, and then in the pot four, there's no one really there that would... Oh, Union Berlin actually are in pot four, which is rather interesting. I thought they finished like third last season. But anyway, um, we'll talk about that when it comes uh, a little bit closer to that time, So, which I'm very keen for, as I'm sure you are as well, Gav.
1: Always, always keen. Been
0: way, way too long. Way too long. I'm keen to get the uh, home jersey with the Champions League badge mm, stitched to it. Yes. Yeah. Very, very keen. Um, yeah, I still yeah.
1: haven't unwrapped my home jersey. It's still in the package it came in. I should have got the fucking Champions League badge on it.
0: Yeah, should have, mate. Should have. But I'll uh, oh, well, have well, to get buy that another green one.
1: one. Oh, shut up. Not a <laughs> chance. <laughs> That's uh, funny. I actually, I actually didn't mind it on the players this morning, like watching. Well, I don't love it, don't get me wrong, um, but, you know, definitely not my favourite.
0: No, no. If we, if we wear that
1: third kit more often than the green one, I'd be much more palatable.
0: Yeah, the dark green one I would have been a fan of um, if it weren't for the collar. Mm. The collar. colour. Um, yeah,
1: correct, me either.
0: Oh, it's, it's a good, it's a nice colour actually, deep green. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's okay. It is what it is. So, yeah. Hopefully, we just wear the um
1: the home kit. You know, mm. most games. So, yeah. Uh,
0: anything else you wanted to touch on, real quick, mate?
1: Nah, man. I'm happy to wrap up. I think we've dribbled on for long enough. Um, yeah. So. Hopefully, we uh, do the job on Saturday or Sunday morning. Holy earth.
0: Yeah, I. Um, yeah, I, I'm more than confident that we will. And uh, just early, early shout, I'll say like a 3-0 clean sheet. 3 shirt. nil,
1: Yeah, okay. I like that. I'll go uh, a bit boring. I'll go 2-1. Yeah. I could yeah. see another shitty goal. Possibly, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I can see that happening as a possibility. Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's either going to be that or as you say, it's just going to be, you know, 3-0, thanks for coming.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, th- I do believe um, if Sinchenko does start, we'll fucking bang in a few goals, that's for sure.
1: Yes, hope so.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> um, all right, well, uh, that's it for another episode. Um, thanks for tuning in, guys. And uh, if you haven't already, feel, f- feel free to jump over to our Insta, give us a like and a follow, and uh, yeah, we'll catch you on the next episode. Cheers.